welcome to this episode of Alive and Active Podcast. My name is Shelly Hitz. I'm here with my husband, CJ. Good to be with you guys again. And today we're going to be talking about something that I've been getting some questions about in the Momentum Challenge. So as you're beginning to move your bodies, you know, in the Momentum Challenge, we recommend 15 minutes a day. And if you haven't signed up yet for our challenge, make sure to go to aliveandactivewellness.com forward slash momentum. It's free. It's a 21-day move your body challenge. But it is 100% normal to have soreness. And this is called DOMS or um, what what is um, known as delayed onset muscle soreness. So it's usually worse two days after a workout. And so if we're doing squats and lunges, two days after, you might have trouble climbing the stairs at work, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I remember, you know, sometimes if I had been away from the weight room, uh, which I don't, I, I spend some time in the weight room, but not like I used to. But I remember, you know, working muscles, especially when you're doing the bench press, and my goodness, you know, the next day you're feeling okay. Two days later, ooh, somebody <laughs> pokes you, you know, right there in the uh, the pack. And I mean, it just was tender. Yeah. And I've even felt, uh, you know, similar types of uh, that delayed onset muscle soreness. Let's say, you know, now I spend a lot of my time running. But let's say I do some downhill running when I have been doing a lot of flat or uphill running on the treadmill, my goodness, uh, I'll feel it two days later, muscles that were pounded in the quads uh, that are sort of reawakened. And just reminding you, yeah, we're still here. You haven't worked this in a while, but we're here. (laughs) And so it is completely normal. You should feel some soreness. If you if you don't feel any soreness, you might not be working hard enough. It, you might be able to you know increase your intensity or your weights a little bit, but it shouldn't be a pain that is like an injury pain. It should be a good soreness. Yeah. And so as you begin listening to your body and listening to the Lord, you're going to be able to be tuned in better with your body to know, is this a good soreness or not? And sometimes there's sharp pains and those are not what we're talking about. (laughs) I was a physical therapist for 12 years and I worked with many patients and, you know, a lot of times, you know, shoulder problems are very common if you've been lifting weights or things like that, knee issues, back issues. And so there, there are times when you might actually be on the edge of an injury and that's when you really need to listen to your body, but the post-workout soreness is normal. So we're going to cover some different ways. We have about seven different ideas of how to decrease your post-workout soreness. And so you you feel a little bit better. What's one idea, CJ? Yeah, so the first thing is just to get a really good warm-up, which allows your muscles to warm up before heading right into a hard workout. And for example, uh, if I'm going to do something a little faster in my running, then I'm going to get 15 to 20 minutes of just really light jogging, warming up the muscles. You might even include some walking in there. You're just getting the blood flow, uh, sort of the the lubrication of the muscles in the joints so that it's just not starting zero to 100. 
Yeah, it's like taking your car from zero to 100. You you kind of let it warm up, right? And on really cold days, you let it warm up longer. <laughs> That's right. But um, so the first is just warming up. And in all of our workouts, we include a warm up and a cool down. And so we encourage you to do that as well. The second thing to consider is foam rolling. Now, this is something that is really a non-negotiable now for CJ and I. And there's actually research that has shown that foam rolling after a workout can help decrease soreness. So it's not just us telling you. There's actually been a research study that has shown this. And so it's gotten to the point where CJ will take the foam roller in his suitcase when we travel. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to find that there are different levels of foam rollers. So there yeah. are some that are literally foam. They're just one big sort of uh, block of you know, foam, block of foam. <laughs> or roll. And, and those are the ones that are a tad easier, a little less abrasive on your muscles. Those are good things to start with, kind of get your muscles used to that. And then you can graduate. They have made all kinds of, uh, like Trig Trigger Point is one company that makes one that has all kinds of knobs on it that really dig into, you know, your skin. <laughs> They're harder surfaces. They even make a foam roller. And, you know, Shelly and I have actually even considered getting one of these. But uh, the one that I, I can think of is made by Hyperice. And it's an actual vibrating foam roller. Oh, wow. So it's got a motor deep down inside, but then it's got that foam on the outside, and it vibrates. And you can actually set it to varying levels, and that's supposed to add a little bit more of that massaging um, to those muscles. And so foam rollers, let's just say they have come a long way yeah. even just in the last five years. Yeah. Well, ours has little divots on it. Like it's almost like, you know, there's different places that it has different things that kind of dig in a little bit deeper. And I'll try to remember to link to it in the show notes. But the, the long and the short of it is foam rolling is not a relaxing massage. <laughs> You're actually going to feel a little bit of soreness and pain while you're foam rolling, but it helps so much. I literally would not have been able to finish my first half marathon had I not become acquainted with the foam roller because I was having ITB syndrome along the outside of my leg and it saved me. Like it really helped me. So it, it is a little bit uncomfortable doing the foam rolling, but it is really helpful in the long run to decrease that soreness and even help, you know, thwart injuries. Yeah, you're sort of uh, taking care of those hot spots, almost right. like rolling out the dough, so to speak. <laughs> and that's what you are with the roller. It's rolling along your muscles and you're taking care of spots that could become a strain if they're not uh, worked out. And, and the foam roller is just a good way to work some of those those things out. Yeah, and we have an IG post where CJ shows a little bit of his routine and what he's done before. And I'll try to remember to link to that too in the show notes. So what's the next idea, CJ? So the third uh, way to decrease post-workout soreness would be active recovery, which is essentially a cool down with some light cardio. And then, uh, you know, you're scheduling low intensity workouts through the week. Now, I want to say that active recovery just, it could be something as simple as walking around your, uh, your neighborhood or walking around the block, just nice and easy. What you're doing is you're getting circulation into the body. 
let's say you did a hard workout. Which would be like a HIIT workout, a high-intensity interval training, which we only recommend at the most doing two to three times a week. Yeah. So the next day, you might schedule an active recovery day. That means yeah. you're not working too hard, but you're not just sitting on the couch right. and getting stiff. <laughs> the reason we say active is because you do want to be active in a light way so that there's blood that moves the junk that was damaged from all that good stuff you did in the HIIT workout. There's now stuff that creates that soreness that can be flushed out as you get up and and walk and so that circulation is a good thing because it's going to help you uh, get over the soreness quick, quicker. If you're just sitting on your couch then you're going to probably have some lingering stiffness and soreness yeah. that lasts longer than it needs to be. Yeah and so it's definitely good to keep moving. I know sometimes when you're sore you just feel like I just need to rest <laughs> but it keeps the blood flow going. So the first is a warm-up, second was foam rolling, the third is active recovery or a cool down, the fourth is sleep. And sleep is so important. I know, like I used to have a boss and he said, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And, <laughs> you know, he would just go, 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 go. And I don't know how he's doing right now, but when you don't get enough sleep, it really makes it harder for your body to recover. Because during sleep, our bodies recover and rebuild our muscles. It's muscle building chemicals such as the human growth hormone that are naturally produced by your body in the deep stages of sleep. So if you're not getting those, then that can really be hard on your recovery. Yeah. Sleep is really the um, the most high-performance drug that we could <laughs> tap into for recovery. If you're looking for something that is a like that magic pill, get eight hours of really good sleep. If you can do that, I'm telling you, the, the benefits that come in your recovery are huge. It's in that sleep, it's in our rest that we actually make the gains from the breaking down of our bodies. Right. We break our bodies down in the workout, but the magic or the, the beautiful stuff happens in the recovery to where you're able to go a little bit harder the next time or push a little more. Or maybe you've gotten faster as a runner as a result of that previous workout. But if you don't recover and you're cutting yourself short on sleep, then you're going to be right for an injury. Yeah, and it also is good for our brains. So, in you know, it's good for the muscles, which is what we're talking about today. But sleep, it's like where you re get restored with your brain. It's like, uh, you know, a bath. I've heard, you know, you're washing out, you're getting all the gunk. You know, it's like, it's just so good for every part of your body. And, you know, we actually devote two entire weeks, an entire habit to sleep in our nutrition coaching program because we think it's so important. And it is. It's even important to weight loss. There's a lot of hormones that can get off balance when you're not sleeping and then it can cause you to gain weight. I mean, there's so much and we probably will do an entire episode or series on sleep in the future. There's so much we could talk about. But what's the next one, CJ? So the fifth one is increasing circulation. And what we mean by that is, you know, you could, for example, uh, try taking a warm uh, bath and then for extra pain relief, you might add one to two cups of Epsom salts. You know, the magnesium in Epsom salts can be absorbed through the skin. 
and that's really the number one way that you can actually increase your magnesium stores which are so huge when it comes to nerve firing the correct way your muscles uh, magnesium is a key ingredient and so getting a warm bath can get that into your bloodstream get it to the muscles uh, this helps reduce soreness and um, improves muscle function and so uh, this is one of the reasons that, um, you know, someone might go back and forth between hot and cold. What they're doing is they're flushing blood to that certain area. Let's say they sprain their ankle. And they go back and forth, back and forth. Well, they're basically getting blood to that area, and then it's flushing it out, and then they're getting it back in there again when, the, when it's warm, and pulling it back out again. It's that continuous back and forth that brings uh, increased healing. Yeah. And now I do want to say that um, the natural body's process of being sore is a good thing because you want some inflammation. There's a good inflammation and then there's what's called chronic inflammation, which occurs through all the horrible foods we eat, all the stuff that we're doing to our bodies. But a good inflammation is when you feel that soreness and that's the body's way of responding now and getting uh, workers to that area or to those muscles that have been worked to try to repair them. What we're telling you today is these are steps to kind of help make things a little more comfortable in the process so yeah. that you're not just in agony any longer than you need to be. Yeah, especially when you're first starting out an exercise program. And, you know, those of you that are in momentum, a lot of you haven't been exercising regularly. Um, I did want to mention also magnesium is really a great thing to help with your sleep. And so mm. I like to take these Epsom salt baths and put some lavender um, essential oil in there. And that really helps to relax me for going to bed as well. So that's something that can help as well. But number six is to drink water. You know, your muscles are working harder as you're exercising, and so they demand more oxygen and therefore, you know, need more blood pumping around. <laughs> they say about 82% of your blood volume actually consists of water. This is in your blood. So hydration is much more important and effective than simply quenching your thirst. It's actually working through all your body and your entire body is made up of water in one way, shape or form. And so just staying hydrated and making sure you're drinking even when you don't feel thirsty because your body needs that water to flush things out and to keep that circulation going. Yeah, as as uh, a runner and even uh, someone who coaches other runners, I've seen statistics that show that even just a 3% uh, dehydration really severely impacts performance. And so that's yeah. why it's so important to go into, say, a race very well hydrated so that the muscles are supple, they're, they're ready to work, they're ready to fire, and when we hydrate, they are ready. And that's one of the reasons why leading up to a race in the last three or four days, if I've written a plan for, you know, an athlete that's preparing for a big race, 5K, half marathon, marathon, I'll actually put for three or four days in a row, hydrate, 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 <laughs> just to give them that reminder to say, this is a key thing. Don't sabotage yourself in the last couple of days by going into a race so severely dehydrated 
that you're not able to take advantage of all that hard work uh, that you put into your training. Yeah. And even if you're not running or racing, these whole, all these principles apply to your body as you're beginning to exercise. And then one final bonus, uh, another study found that drinking tart cherry juice actually helped marathoners reduce muscle soreness. And again, uh, there will be some links in the, uh, the show notes uh, for that study. But just interesting, and I've, I've seen that myself, um, there are uh, things in tart cherries that really go toward uh, help helping alleviate, you know, maybe not quite like taking some ibuprofen or aspirin, but it's a healthier way than taking some of those things. Yeah. You don't want to get in the habit of just popping pills all the time. Um, so there are key strategic moments where something like a uh, serving of, of tart cherry juice might really help you um, recover a little better. Yeah, and so today we're talking about DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. It's completely normal when you're exercising, especially strength training, but you can feel at any time you're exercising. Two days after the workout is when it's typically most intense, but this is the good sore that you're working your muscles, you're you're tearing them down to build them back up. And yet there are a few things you can do to help decrease the soreness. We talked about number one, a warm up. Number two, foam rolling. Number three, active recovery. Number four, sleep. Number five, increasing circulation with a warm Epsom salt bath. And number six, drinking water. And then the bonus was the tart cherry juice. Do you have any advice in closing, CJ? Well, I just want to say that, uh, you know, you may do a really hard workout and just be feeling like you're on top of the world, that uh, that you could, you know, conquer anything the next day and you think hey that wasn't so bad I'm feeling great and we just want to say that Dom's is is uh God's way of humbling us two days later <laughs> by saying oh yeah you thought you were going to get away with no soreness huh <laughs> you know it's it's kind of like okay yeah that 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 was a little too good you know for as hard a workout as I did Monday to be feeling good Tuesday but then Wednesday it's sort of like things shake out, and it's an interesting dynamic. This is sometimes why athletes will do two hard sessions in a row. Now, we don't recommend this, but it's the reason, it's almost like they try to trick their bodies. So they've worked out hard on Monday, and they already know they're going to be sore Wednesday. So what do they do? They come back Tuesday, sort of a super compensation of trying to get more fitness in. And it just means that you're going to probably be sore Wednesday and Thursday after that. And and that's uh, so that's the price that you pay for doing that. We don't recommend uh, doing two hard efforts in a row, but some elite athletes out there will do this in order to sort of cheat that DOMS effect. Yeah, and however you do it, just make sure you're not doing more than two to three hard workouts in a week. Your schedule may be where you have to do two back to back and that's fine. Just make sure you're giving your body time to recover, yeah. time to, you know, 
um, really process and rebuild that, that muscle so that you're not overdoing it and setting yourself up for an injury. We want you to make this a lifelong habit. And, you know, we see so many people that start an exercise program, get injured or overdo it or whatever, and then it's like quit. We don't want that to happen to you, but we also want you to know this is normal. <laughs> a good sore is normal. You know, take it in stride, but, you know, if you want to try some of these things, give it a try. Let us know how it works for you. And we hope that this episode was helpful for you and we will see you next time. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.